everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Mareva. I'm the director of the show, and I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. How are you doing, folks? Jeff, you doing all right? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good today. We've got a great movie to talk about. Yeah. Um, we come into your homes every week. We show our OETA Movie Club, where we bring some old classic movies and some more newer and newer movies. Um, as the time goes on, we get some, we're getting some great newer movies. Um, we come into your house each Saturday night at 9. We repeat Friday nights at 11. Um, uh-huh. And this week, we've got Some Like It Hot. Now, this is a great one. We've, it's we've a great shown one. this we have one shown uh, this a, few times. a few times, but, but um, it is it's worth been a while. it. Yeah, I mean, something yeah. like this, really, uh, a film like this, yeah, it, it's new every time. I see something new every time, too. Yeah, I know. It cracks me up. It, it's a really great movie. Um, why don't you set it up for everybody? Um, so, uh, Jack Lemmon and um, I want to say Walter Matthau there. <laughs> that, Jack Lemmon yeah. and uh, Tony Curtis are uh, jazz musicians back in the 20s. And um, they're playing a gig, and after the gig, they accidentally witness the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, right? The famous event where, like, Al Capone killed a bunch of uh, Bugs Moran's people. And so uh, they have to get out of Chicago and fast. Yeah. And uh, they have to do so incognito, and they decide to um, dress up as women and join an all-girl band. That's uh, going to Florida just to get away. And, of course, hilarity ensues. Of course, as it always does. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Marilyn Monroe is is the singer in this band. And, and Candy Cane. Can- Sugar Cane. Sugar Cane. Sugar that's Cane. right. Uh. And, um, yeah, and, and, of course, directed by the great Billy Walder. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, just, you know, so many... So many right things happened to get this movie made. You know Absolutely, because I mean? um, there was so many different people considered for this right. for these roles. Uh, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, um, I mean some some big names. And, Can you uh, imagine Sinatra in this? He was for the uh, he was going to be the um, Jack, Jack Lemmon role. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the only reason he's not in it is because he didn't show up for lunch for lunch with Billy Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, and you know Wilder was pissed and said, "Huh, <laughs> eh, I'll get somebody else." Yeah. And the studio wanted uh, a big name yeah. for that for that role, but as soon as they were able to sign Marilyn Monroe, uh, they had the star power that they needed, and he was Wilder was able to hire Jack Lemmon, and Which, thank God, so much yeah, so much better of a choice. I mean, Frank Sinatra, great singer and everything, yeah. but not necessarily one of my favorite actors. But he just he he. He has that cool persona that he has to kind of put on every movie. Right. And so I just wonder what his cool persona would have been in this movie. Can you, know? you imagine? I, I can't imagine. Je- Frank Sinatra in a dress. In a dress, trying to, yeah. Running from mobsters, <laughs> right. which he didn't. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm friends with the mobsters. I don't need to run from them. What are you talking about? Um, so I, I think this little tidbit going behind the scenes and looking at it, this is a really cool fact because – um, Jack Lemmon wrote that in the very first preview of this movie, the audience did not have a good reaction. Right, a lot of walkouts, and so studio personnel all over were all over Billy Wilder with advice on what scenes to reshoot, what to cut, what to add. And uh, Lemmon asked Wilder, "So, what are you going to do?" And Wilder uh-huh. said, "Responded, nothing. This is a very funny movie, and I believe in it just as it is." And so he didn't change anything. Thank and now, God. And, and I go and and then I, all these years later. You know, it's perfect. And the the cojones to do that, too. You know, probably those execs saw the very same movie again and didn't notice 
that there was nothing changed. Nothing different, yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The suits, you know, they only see the numbers. Um, Well, let's talk a little bit about Marilyn Monroe because, to be honest, she was a bit of a disaster during this movie. Yeah. um, To put it nicely, I think. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, um, 47 takes to get It's Me, Sugar. Right. She would say things like, uh, it's sugar me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like, uh, just like you were almost intentionally blowing, right. the, blowing the line. 59 takes to get Where's the Bourbon? Yeah, and Billy Wilder had to resort to, um, so after like 40 takes of Where's the Bourbon, you know, she comes in and she's looking in Jack Lemmon and, and uh, Tony Curtis's room for a bottle of bourbon that's in this, that's in this dresser drawer. And she's going through and pulling things out, and she's looking in the different drawers. And after 40 takes of blowing the line, she says, where's that whiskey? She says, where's the bonbon? Um, you know, come on. 40 takes, he says, I'm going to write the, you know, somebody write that line out and put it in the drawer. Then she, can't, she gets confused as to which drawer the line <laughs> is written in. And, you know, it's really uh, up for debate. A lot of people don't kind of wonder uh, it's a yeah it's kind of a legend that uh you know uh, wilder just gave up after after a point and had her overdub it later because her, her back is turned to the camera so right. you can't see if she's saying it or not yeah that's good yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> now Thanks. wilder said uh you know things were so difficult you know i mean you had um jack lemon and, and tony curtis standing there in high heels, high heels right. all day in when she's doing 40 takes you know that's oh and these were back in the days when lights were so oh, yeah. much brighter and hotter Hot. than they are now 5k's and 10k's uh, yeah um now we just for comparison now we use like 1k's <laughs> but but yeah like i mean it's just it's crazy billy um, wilder said that that um when she she wanted to be in a, an, another film or two of his after this, and uh, his response, not to her, but uh, uh, was that uh, after consulting with my doctor and my uh, psychiatrist, they have informed me that I'm um, too old and too wealthy to have to do that again. Yeah. Too wealthy part, that's important. That's the important <laughs> part. Um, so, yeah, so Marilyn Monroe, just a little bit of a train wreck, um, you know, uh, just very insecure about herself. Mm-hmm. Um, several days wouldn't even come out of the trailer. Yeah. Um, you but, know. you know, Jack Lemmon later, um, he, in an interview years later, because uh, he was one of the most vocal critics. Right. Um, besides Wilder, uh, years later, he comes out and in an interview, he says that, um, only that she, you could tell she was an artist because, uh, you know, she could, you know, perform it that way, uh, without even knowing her line. She could show up without knowing her line and still turn in the kind of performance that she did. Right. And, um, you know, that she was, uh, he thought his theory was that, she wasn't going to come out of that trailer. She wasn't going to go on camera until she was ready that she could deliver the performance that yeah. she wanted to. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it is a great performance. I mean, you watch it and you would not have any idea that this stuff is going on behind the scenes. But, right. You know, when you hear the line, where's the bourbon, you don't think, well, that took 59 times. Right. You know, you just it's just a great line. It, it works in the movie. Everything she does just works great in the movie. And there was um, a scene, you know, the one uh, where uh, Jack Lemmon and, and Marilyn Monroe are on the train and she sneaks up into his berth. Right. And, you know, it's a you know, really cute scene. Uh, he said that that was the only scene that he ever saw her do in one take. Oh. Well, you know. well, that's kind of a hard scene, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, where's that bourbon? Right, is that's so much easier. So than, much simpler. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Who knows? Um, another funny little tidbit here. Kansas. <laughs> the state of Kansas banned this movie when it came out, um, saying that it was that cross-dressing was too disturbing for Kansans. <laughs> just saying. It's you, very disturbing. If you live in yeah. Kansas, I'm just saying. I think saying. it's still that way. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, if you're listening in Kansas. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry um, you live in Kansas. Sorry you live. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. That all was right. me. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Billy Walder, you know, I mean, just – Working with this cast and crew and everything like that, I mean, this guy's a great director. I mean, you know, just some of the stuff. I mean, Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon. And, you know, a lot of it, because I'm watching it, you know, it's so quick. I'm wondering, you know, is, is some of this improv? Is right. Some I've read that the, no, very little improvisation. Very little. Very little. Um, everything was scripted really tight and, like, a lot of fast pickup lines and everything. And, yeah. And um, But what I think is funny is during their – their downtime, you know, uh-huh. probably honestly while they're waiting for Marilyn Monroe. Right. Um, apparently, um, Jack Lemon, according to Jack Lemon, George Raff spent several, several hours teaching him and Joe E. Brown how to tango. <laughs> That's what they did at their downtime. They learned to tango, <laughs> which is such a weird thing, I guess. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe tango parties were more common in the <laughs> fifth, late 50s early well, 60s George Raft was he he was big in the 20s oh yeah, yeah and he partied with he hung around with the real gangsters you know in uh, the movie Bugsy with um, Warren Beatty yeah um, the uh, Harvey Keitel character is supposed to be George Raft okay uh, so he was really close friends with um, um, Benjamin or Bugsy Siegel so you know he knew these. Uh, he, uh, he he had been in the same room with Al Capone, yeah. uh, who his character is basically uh, patterned after Al, right. Al Capone. And uh-huh. imagine seeing that guy tangoing with Jack Lemmon or Joey Brown, you know, right for hours for because hours. you know they've got hours waiting on Marilyn Monroe. Oh, waiting on Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I mean. I guess it got so bad between Marilyn Monroe and Billy Wilder. Like, I was reading that after the shooting, you know, he had a rap party, and she wasn't invited. Oh, yeah. And she knew. And she knew about it. Yeah. yeah. And she wasn't invited. She was invited. crushed, of, of course. course. Of course you were crushed. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and we've really got on to Marilyn Monroe here, but, you know, she is brilliant. Oh, yeah. She's brilliant in this film. She's um, that's what, yeah. a star like no other. Yeah. In that's everything what I mean. that she's in. Yeah. And that's what I mean. When you watch her performances, you never get the yeah. damsel in distress background that, you know, the tip, you know, the thing that right. you read about or whatever was, oh, she was oh, always she in duress. She the, was always uh, yeah. uncertain about herself. She was always, you know, uh, 
you know, freaking very out tumultuous life. You know, uh, men in and out of her life, and mm-hmm. and uh, a really bad childhood, and and uh, you know, hers is a um, cautionary tale, but at the same time, a, you know, a tale of great success. Yeah, from coming from you know very austere beginnings. Yeah, and Billy Wilder, he he was saying that Tony Curtis would. What am I trying to say? His his performance would, would deteriorate the longer he had to do it with yeah. Marilyn. Uh-huh. And so a lot of them, he's using early shots for for uh, Tony Curtis's scenes, and he's using the later sh- shots for Marilyn's scene. And you know, apparently yeah. Tony Curtis was always worried that they wouldn't. You know, it didn't work because it wasn't live. Banger. Yeah, but and I, he was he was worried that his performance would show that it had deteriorated yeah. because, yeah, I mean, forty takes in your fortieth time to do something, it's not going to be as good as the right. first or the second. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, he he was you know worried about that, and I, again, you watch it, you don't you don't notice it. I mean, his performance is brilliant, and and it's funny because he was asked one time why his character was so much more effeminate than. Jack Lemmon's character, and he said, basically, I was nervous. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it, it's basically what he said. I mean, there was, uh-huh. there was a, you know, another couple sentences that went along with it, but basically, he was nervous, uh-huh. and he was like, I, I, I was so nervous, I was just going autopilot. Uh-huh. You know? and well, and and he was kind of um, uh, amazed at the perf- the at the performance that Jack Lemmon turned in because you know Jack Lemmon, uh, he said to that point was you know kind of a you know. He had a deep voice. He's, uh, you know, more masculine um, mannerisms. And that when he got into that dress, he became, what was it he said, uh, a queen of the May. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and it's, they had to, uh, the, um, the scene where he comes in and announces that he and Oswald are engaged, um, the original shooting of that, they hadn't held for laughs. <laughs> So after a pre after showing that to a preview audience and and uh, seeing that some of the the lines were being missed because of the laughs, they went back and shot it and held for the you know that the whole right. bit with the castanets and the uh, uh, you know so that's part of like holding for the the last uh, to get to the next line. Right, that's so funny. Um, I didn't know Jerry Lewis was offered the role that Jack that J- the Jack Lemmon role the role uh-huh. of Jerry slash Daphne. Yeah, I I would not have. No. that would have been so over the top. Well, I ain't lady. Yeah, I'm a lady. Um, yeah, but apparently he did after Jack Lemmon received his Oscar nomination for the role. Um, Jerry Lewis did send him chocolates every year to thank him and saying that he regretted not taking the role. Oh, <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this California man who, in 2008, found a little dress. Yeah, little black dress in his closet. What was he doing with that? What was you know? Because we were we were talking about this before the podcast. So Maybe he was uh, cross dressed. Never yeah. know. So so this guy in 2008 sold, um, a, or not sold, but got a dress appraised uh-huh. from Antiques Roadshow. Well, a show very near and dear to our hearts here at OETA. I've worked on that show a few times. I love it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so he finds this dress in his closet. He takes it to Antiques Roadshow. Why? We don't know. Why? Yeah. He obviously had to know something about well, it. Well, you know, um, maybe he picked it up at a garage sale or maybe his wife had found it at uh, Goodwill or something. Yeah, and and someone said, oh, that was Marilyn Monroe's dress. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but he had to have known something. But yeah. he took it to Antiques Roadshow. It appraised for 
$250,000, wow. quarter of a million dollars wow. for a dress. That's a payday. And, uh, yeah, apparently it was, like, one of the dresses that she was kind of sewn into yeah. um, for the movie. Like, and like the uh, uh, happy birthday right. dress for JFK. She had to be sewn into that one. Too. Yeah. She like she wore tight dress. She did. That was I mean that's crazy to be sewn into something. <laughs> I mean that is well yeah. That is commitment right there. Uh-huh. And what <laughs> happens when nature calls, you know? It's right. like <laughs> exactly. Can you uh can you, can <laughs> get you me cut out of these this stitches thing? for Cut uh, me out of this. Cut me out of this. I got to go pee. Um so <laughs> I didn't know that before Marilyn Monroe, Mitzi Gaynor right. was a consideration for Sugar, for yeah. the part of Sugar. Well, and she was the backup. She was on standby. Oh, I didn't know during that. The, during the whole filming. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and, cool. And the way that Billy Wilder felt about Monroe at the end of this, I'm surprised that, that yeah, she wasn't called in. Yeah, that's true. But they needed the star name, and Mitzi Gaynor was not the the star name that, that Marilyn Monroe was. Never was, never has been. Right. Now, the resort scenes were filmed entirely at the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego. I've been there many times. It's, yeah, you know, it looks there. exactly the same, yeah. uh, on the outside at least. Right. On the, out on the beach side, there's a restaurant with a big deck that's, that's built out there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you go in, the lobby's the exact same. A lot of the banquet rooms look uh, similar. And, uh, you know, uh, Wilder said that he liked... Uh, filming there because uh, this was a way that he could he could get Monroe, you know Monroe couldn't be like off someplace else right uh, you know where he couldn't have her you know at the set you know I and mean, they still had to wait for her but he at least knew where she was it was in, you know hotel room there at the hotel right yeah that's pretty awesome I, I would love to have gone to that hotel. I've never been there. But. It's very expensive. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I've never stayed there, but I can tell you, I've been there. <laughs> never stayed there, but I've been there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, it's funny because we we've been talking about all this, um, you know, Marilyn Monroe, Billy Wilder not getting together. Yeah. Apparently, Marilyn Monroe wrote to Billy Wilder expressing hope that they could work together again. Uh huh. Um, specifically um, for this movie or anything, but after the seven year itch is when. And right. Like seven minute itch, maybe. <laughs> he, was, he was done with her, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you're writing to the expressing hope that you could work together again. It's like. Yeah, she wanted to be in Irma LaDuce. Okay. Which. I was trying know, to think of what was the next much project. More, you know, it was a serious film. Yeah. Right, yeah, and um, you know she had she had studied at the, at the um, she was uh, currently studying at the actor's studio with um, John Houseman and um, you know all the you know she was a method actress right and uh, she wanted to take on these big roles you know her whole life she she would they'd ca- you'd catch her with a book of like Dostoevsky or um, um, you know some very very um, cerebral writing that, that uh, I mean, she really wanted to be a seri- considered a serious actress. Yeah. And as a serious, you know, a knowledgeable person. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's married to Arthur Miller. Right. Um, yeah. So she, she had a, she wanted to be more than what she was. Right. Her whole life. Yeah. Um, and of course, that was, you know, tragic, tragic ending and everything right. for her life. Um, 
So on that happy note, <laughs> we're going to end there. <laughs> we're okay. going to end right there <laughs> on that happy note. Uh, okay. No, we are out of time. So um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for tuning in each week. Um, please you. check us out next week. Um, we've got a great comedy oh, next week. Oh, boy. It's a mad, 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 mad format. world. Mad. Four mads. <laughs> Four mads. I've counted. Four mads. It's a mad, 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 mad and world. And it's a great comedy. Oh, my, oh, my goodness. It's a great. If you have not seen it. Especially this one, too. If you've not seen Some Like It Hot or A Mad, 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 Mad World, I mean, yeah. they're both just Where have great. you been? Where have you been? <laughs> Actually, January is a great month for us for comedy. Comedy. I mean, we've yeah. got... Um, After that is... Um, Spaceballs. Spaceballs and then Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Dirty After Rotten that. Scoundrels is one of my all-time favorites. Uh-huh. I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. But this one, It's A Mad, 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 Mad World, it's got... Every comedian oh, of the 20th century, just about, yeah, in yeah. this film, and it's a good one. I, yeah. I like the 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 point that you pointed out about the stuntmen. Uh-huh. I thought that was so cool that 100, 100 stuntmen. stuntmen living in the country at this time, and 80 of them were employed by this one movie. Right, that is pretty insane. <laughs> that is well, pretty what were the other 20 doing? Yeah, they were booked. They were sorry. <laughs> they were booked on the other one movie, that Lost in Space or something. <laughs> yeah. <didn't it? laughs> so, um, but yeah. So tune in next week. We'll be talking about it's a mad, 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 mad world. And um, I think I, I think that was one too many. Oh, um, well. But, uh, but okay. anyway, um, so um, thank you for listening. Tune in again next week. And until then, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.